What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It is Tuesday, December 14th. I'm Gideon Resnick. And I'm Josie Duffy Rice. And this is What a Day. The answer to the question, what podcast should always be legal on the California Baby Bar? That's right. Kim Kardashian just passed that test. So congrats to her on getting that one right. I mean, that question should be the whole exam, in my personal opinion. Yeah, you have all the legal skills you need with that question. On today's show, American gymnasts reached a $380 million settlement for the abuse they faced from former team doctor Larry Nassar and more. Plus, it may be weeks before we have final counts on both deaths and levels of destruction. We're going to have an update on the rescue and recovery efforts in Kentucky after last weekend's tornadoes. But first, let's begin by talking about the pandemic here in the United States. So Gideon, we've reached another grim benchmark since this began almost two years ago now. Yeah, it is really crazy to think about. According to the New York Times database, the U.S. has passed 50 million known cases. The idea there being that the actual number is quite a bit higher. Also, the country is on the cusp of or has already passed, depending on where you look, 800,000 deaths with the last 100,000 happening at a relatively quick pace. We're going to link to the story that breaks down all this information. But of those nearly 800,000 deaths, something like 75% of them were people 65 and older. So another way to look at it, about one in 100 older Americans died from COVID. It is really stark and grim, but I do recommend reading this New York Times piece that had a lot of different voices of older Americans talking about what this has all meant in their respective lives. Yeah, it's a really good piece and really moving. A lot of the numbers you were talking about tell us where we've been in the pandemic, but let's talk about the current moment. So there was some news from the Supreme Court yesterday on vaccine mandates. Is that right? Yeah. So we've seen a lot of these challenges come before the court, but this one pertained to a group of healthcare workers and doctors in New York State who had challenged this vaccination mandate that did not include religious exemptions. So the Supreme Court refused to block the requirement in an unsigned order. But Justice Neil Gorsuch wrote a dissent saying that the court had failed to uphold its commitment to religious liberty. The court has taken this pretty much exact same approach in the past, most recently with a similar challenge from healthcare workers in Maine. More broadly, though, on mandates, I saw a Wall Street Journal story talking about the ramifications of a ruling by a federal judge who temporarily halted the Biden administration's order that healthcare workers across the country get vaccinated. That pause, combined with labor shortages, has actually led some hospitals to just drop the requirement. Mm. Uh, The American Hospital Association, per that same story, estimated that about 42% of all facilities nationwide have mandates in place. So a lot of this is kind of unresolved uh, as we go on forward here. Yeah, that's actually an unbelievable statistic. Only 42%. Yeah. That is the view on the pandemic here in the US where cases and deaths have been trending up as of late. What's the news from other countries? Yeah, so let's talk about Europe for a second here, specifically the UK, uh, which as we reported yesterday, gave us some early real world information about how vaccines were responding to Omicron. 
So yesterday, officials there were sounding the alarm about how quickly cases of Omicron were spreading across the country. And Prime Minister Boris Johnson said that the country had its first death of a person infected with the variant. Omicron is producing hospitalizations and uh, sadly at least one patient has now uh, been confirmed to have died uh, with Omicron. So I think the idea that this is somehow a milder version of the virus, I think that's something we need to set on one side. Yeah, so part of his government's response looks a little bit like ours. Uh, It has involved a greater push to get boosters to everyone 18 and older by New Year's Day. The early, and again, a lot we don't know, studies indicate that protection against infection from Omicron drops pretty significantly with just two doses. Denmark and Norway are also projecting that Omicron cases are going to dominate infections in the coming days there. Researchers in Denmark recently also have said that something like three quarters of Omicron cases thus far have been in people who have received two vaccine doses, which, again, is another example of some evidence that that alone might not be sufficient. So that percentage is relatively similar to some of the known cases the U.S. has identified thus far, too. So that is the latest on COVID right now. We're going to keep you updated as we learn more and hear from some more experts soon. We're going to talk about some big news now from the sports world. Yesterday, USA Gymnastics and the U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Committee agreed to a $380 million settlement for victims of former national team physician Larry Nassar. The settlement marks the end of a five-year legal fight and is one of the largest settlements on record for survivors of sexual assault. It includes more than 500 athletes, all of whom were assaulted over a decades-long period, including Olympic gold medalists Simone Biles, Michaela Maroney, and Ali Raisman. Nassar is accused of sexually abusing girls as young as 13. Here's how Raisman described what she went through with Nassar herself during an interview with NBC's The Today Show back in 2017. He would work on us alone in our hotel room. You know, he would come to my hotel room alone. But because I was so young and he was a doctor, I never thought, you know, you you look out for strangers when you're little. But I didn't think a doctor wasn't allowed to be working on me alone. I just I didn't know. Yeah, dear God. And and so Nassar, of course, is now in prison serving a de facto life sentence without parole. Uh, Josie, you said the settlement is with USA Gymnastics and the U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Committee. Can you tell us why they were also part of this case? Nassar's victims allege that his rampant abuse was really only possible because of the complicity of organizations like USA Gymnastics, right? Which apparently ignored reports of misconduct from athletes and failed to alert authorities when they knew that there was evidence of, you know, abuse and assault. In fact, in 2016, after the Larry Nassar accusations became national news, USA Gymnastics paid Michaela Maroney $1.25 million to sign a confidentiality agreement in hopes of keeping her accusations about Nassar quiet, which ESPN called, quote, effectively buying the silence of one of the sport's most recognizable Olympians. Yeah. You know, and it's not only Nassar who got away with abuse, right? An Indianapolis Star investigation found that gymnastics coaches across the country were allowed to get away with assault and abuse repeatedly. And please note that the anecdotes that we're about to share are very disturbing. In one case, USA Gymnastics received at least four complaints about a Georgia coach, William McCabe, including one that stated, quote, he should be locked in a cage before someone is raped. God. These complaints were never acted on nor reported to authorities, and McCabe continued to coach children for eight more years until one parent reported him to the FBI. Turns out he was not only molesting underage girls, but secretly videotaping them and posting their pictures and videos on the internet. My God. Overall, the Indianapolis Star found that the organization had compiled, quote, complaint dossiers on more than 50 coaches, which they kept in a drawer in their executive office. But rarely were those complaints acted on 
And it's worth noting that the FBI has also been accused of not taking these complaints seriously as well. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's insane. So uh, why did the settlement take so long? Yeah, it's a good question. After all, Michigan State University, which also employed Larry Nassar, already agreed to a $500 million settlement for survivors back in 2018. But meanwhile, USA Gymnastics and the USA Olympic and Paralympic Committee have taken significantly longer. Much of that can be attributed to these organizations' unwillingness to take responsibility for their failures. Sarah Klein, a former competitive gymnast and now an attorney and co-chair of the Survivors Committee, told ESPN, quote, this settlement occurred because of a five-year bare-knuckled legal fight the U.S. OPC and USA Gymnastics decided to initiate against me and 500-plus sister survivors. After thousands of hours of this Survivors Committee's time, blood, sweat, and tears, today we prevailed. Klein is referencing years of avoidance and deflection from the organizations, especially the U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Committee, who argued that they weren't responsible for Nassar's abuse because he wasn't an employee of theirs. And even once these organizations did agree to pay, there was a lot of back and forth about the amount. At least a few settlements were rejected by the Committee of Survivors for being too low. The organizations allegedly spent over $100 million on legal fees to avoid a major settlement. (laughs) So that's a pretty much lose-lose for them. And this is a major victory for the athletes. Right. And so, Josie, the settlement isn't just monetary, though. There's other stuff here, right? Correct. So as part of the settlement, USA Gymnastics will be required to have at least one abuse survivor on its board of directors. They also must create a restorative justice process for victims, among other things. And this is a big deal because it means a new era for the organization, for USA Gymnastics, which went from being a highly profitable, successful sports organization with all these endorsements, all these deals, to filing for bankruptcy in 2018, right, due to these accusations and these lawsuits. And in fact, at one point, many survivors wanted USA Gymnastics dissolved entirely, but that was impossible because of the technical rules of bankruptcy filing. So Mm. now the organization can rebuild with the direct input and hopefully continued leadership of survivors. And perhaps this time, they'll do a better job of protecting victims of abuse. So here's hoping. Yeah. And that is the latest for now. We'll be back after some ads. What a day is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who deserves flowers in your life mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be holiday specific. You get flowers, you're getting flowers, <laughs> everyone's getting flowers. <laughs> Go to books.com and use promo code WAD for 25% off. That is B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code WAD, Books promo code WAD. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love fast-growing trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, And that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? 
This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash WAD today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash WAD. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. The death toll continues to climb in Kentucky in the wake of tornadoes that devastated the state this past weekend. Governor Andy Bashir said yesterday that at least 74 people are confirmed dead and over 100 are still missing. Thousands of homes are damaged, if not entirely destroyed. And it may be weeks before we have final counts on both deaths and levels of destruction. Hmm. One location that has become a symbol of the tornado's destruction is a candle factory in the city of Mayfield. About 110 employees were working there on Friday night when the tornadoes hit. Many of them wanted to leave work when they heard warning sirens, but their supervisors allegedly threatened to fire them if they left early. Eight workers were found dead and more are still missing. The state rushed to clear fallen trees and power lines yesterday, while residents set up outdoor kitchens to feed those whose homes were destroyed. As of our recording on Monday night, more than 25,000 customers in Kentucky are still without electricity. President Joe Biden said that he's flying to the state tomorrow to survey the damage, adding this. We're going to get this done. We're going to be there as long as it takes to help. Former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin is expected to now plead guilty on federal civil rights charges in the 2020 death of George Floyd. Chauvin previously pleaded not guilty, but according to a notice sent out yesterday by the court's electronic filing system, a hearing to change his plea has been scheduled for tomorrow morning. Chauvin was already convicted of murdering George Floyd in state court, and he was sentenced to 22 and a half years in prison. Chauvin and three other former officers involved in Floyd's death were set to go to trial in late January on federal charges. The charges allege they deprived Floyd of his constitutional rights by using unreasonable force. All four officers pleaded not guilty, and as of now, it is not clear whether anyone else will follow Chauvin and change their plea as well. Former media mogul Jimmy Lai and seven other pro-democracy activists in Hong Kong were sentenced to prison yesterday in the government's latest move to crack down on free speech. Last year, Lai and the other activists gathered on June 4th to remember the day that pro-democracy protesters were massacred in China's Tiananmen Square in 1989. The vigil has been held for three decades by the organization Hong Kong Alliance in support of patriotic democratic movements of China. But last year, the vigil was banned. As China moved to introduce its new national security law for Hong Kong, which has made it easier to punish protesters and reduce the city's autonomy. 
Lai was sentenced to 13 months in prison while his co-defendants got between four and 14 months of jail time. He did make a statement shortly before being sentenced saying, quote, let me suffer the punishment of this crime so I may share the burden and glory of those young men and women who shed their blood on June 4th to proclaim truth, justice, and goodness. Trump's former chief of staff, Mark Meadows, is one step closer to the greatest honor a Trump loyalist can receive, a contempt of Congress charge. (laughs) The House panel investigating the January 6th insurrection voted last night to hold Meadows in contempt. The next step before the Justice Department gets involved is a full floor House vote, which could happen as soon as this week. Meadows began cooperating with the committee last month, but last week he reversed course and argued that executive privilege prevented him from cooperating any further. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for him, Meadows' moment of legal clarity came after he had handed over thousands of documents to the panel, <laughs> which committee members have already used to illuminate his involvement in the Trump White House's slow motion insurrection response. On Sunday, the House panel released a report laying out the large role Meadows played in trying to overturn the 2020 election. As for the contempt of Congress charge and whether Meadows will be convicted, here's what Congressman Adam Schiff had to say last night. Mr. Meadows' behavior and his refusal to do his moral duty shows why we need stronger tools to enforce congressional subpoenas. And I expect the Justice Department to move as swiftly in dealing with Mr. Meadows as it did with Mr. Bannon and prosecute him. This is not technically legal advice, Gideon, but I do not recommend agreeing to help giving a lot of documents over that implicate you and then deciding you don't want to help. I just don't think that's the best angle at avoiding charges. (laughs) Yeah, I think uh, as Mr. Meadows' attorney, I'd like to once again invoke opposite day, uh, which has been our current legal strategy for uh, this entire proceeding. That is about as sophisticated as his seems to be. So good job. Congrats, Esquire. Thank you very much. Thank you for uh, including my title. And those are the headlines. One more thing before we go. So we have a quick favor to ask. If you love listening to this podcast, and how could you not? Why not? leave us a review. Tell us what you like, what you don't like, or any other thoughts you might have about What A Day. We can't wait to read what you think. That is all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at whataday and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just the essay responses Kim Kardashian wrote for the baby bar like me, What A Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at cricket.com slash subscribe. I'm Josie Duffy Rice. I'm Gideon Resnick. And early early congrats congrats to Mark Meadows Meadows on your your contempt contempt of Congress charge. charge. You know, a lot of people try, but few people succeed at that. And that is, that's an honor. Congress only charges important people. It's true. It is true. I haven't gotten charged yet myself. So you're ahead of me, Mark. What a Day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Bill Lance. Jazzy Marine and Raven Yamamoto are our associate producers. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our executive producers are Leo Duran and me, Gideon Resnick. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. As a chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love Made In Cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made In. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made In Cookware.